book of Amos chapter number 3, and I'll try to preach to you for a little while, amen, and give what God gave put upon my heart, but Amos chapter number 3, and uh, verse number 12, Amos chapter 3, and verse number 12, it's talking about Israel, Israel's messed, messed their life up, Israel has absolutely uh, just messed up a lot of stuff in their life, and as a nation, not just one individual, as a nation, they have ruined it, ruined their nation. And uh, verse number 12 said this, Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell, that dwell in Samaria in the corner of a bed and in Damascus in a couch. Uh, boy, I read that and I got to thinking about, I got to thinking about this thought. And if the Lord will help me, I'm going to preach on for a little while and give you what God gave me. I know this is simple. He said, Brother John, this is going to be so simple. I know, uh, but you got, you got a simple preacher. Amen. If you got a simple preacher, you get simple thoughts. Amen. But uh, I'm glad the Lord likes leftovers. I'm glad the Lord likes leftovers. If you read that verse, the Bible said he'd ate. That, that, that lion had done ate every bit of that, every bit of that, this sheep or this lamb has done, has done taken so much of it that all that's left. It's two legs and a piece of an ear. There ain't much left. But ain't you glad the Lord likes leftovers? I'm glad the Lord likes leftovers. Amen. I'm glad. Uh, ain't not a lot of people like, sometimes we don't like leftovers. But, uh, there's a lot of people don't like to eat some leftovers. But ain't you glad God that when the world has left hardly anything out of somebody's life, that the Lord loves leftovers. Amen. I'm glad when my life was wrecked and ruined and trashed, I'm glad Jesus came by and still wanted leftovers. Amen. I'm glad he didn't just throw it away and say, I don't want it, but he still wanted my leftover life, and he wanted to make a difference in it. Amen. Boy, I'm glad the Lord likes leftovers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Thank you for letting us come to church tonight. I pray, God, before we leave, we'd meet with you. I pray the Holy Ghost of God would preach me and give me unction that I do not have. Oh, God, I pray you'd help me tonight to preach with power, help with unction, God. Lord, help me to help you people. Help me to be a blessing, God. Before we leave, God, that we'd help somebody. Lord, I pray, God, that I'd be a window through which somebody might see Jesus. I pray you'd help me tonight. God, fill me. Use me. Remind me of what you help me study in Jesus name. Amen. Boy, I like this. Boy, I'm glad the Lord likes leftovers. Man, I, listen, the world has thrown it all away and thought that, boy, everything is left over. We don't want it. If it's left over, we don't like it. But I sure am glad God is not that kind of a God. If it's left over, he still wants it. Amen. Amen. Listen to chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to jump in the message here in just a minute. I'm going somewhere. You hang with me, all right? Chapter number 3, verse 1. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you. Boy, i got to write down this, a spoken word. i got to tell you, the word of God is important. God speaking is important. And listen, I hate, I hate look, listen, I love encouraging messages. I love for somebody to preach to me an encouraging message, but I'm going to tell you, if you're going to preach to me a hard message, I'll tell you exactly what I'll say to you. Preach on, preacher. I, listen, I don't want you to preach it. I really don't like it. It don't help my flesh. But preach on, preacher. Amen. Even though it bothers me, preach on, preacher. Preach on. 
Amen. Because a preacher that don't want to preach to you and preach hard to you because he wants you to live right and he wants you to do right, he don't love you to begin with. Amen. And boy, I love you. I love our church. I love everybody here. And I want us to live as close to God as we can. If somebody here is not saved, I want you to be saved. If you're out of the will of God, I want you to get right. If you're cold and lost your fire, I want you to get on fire again. Hey, listen, I love you. I love you. That's why I preach. I don't preach just to preach. Amen. Preaching just to preach is nothing. Amen. All I'm doing is giving you intellect and knowledge. Boy, it's got to be, I said it the other night, but it's got to be hard. Got to be hard in preaching. It's got to be hard in singing. Got to be hard in teaching. Got to be hard in everything we do. Amen. Boy, I got to listen to this through the spoken word. We ought to say amen no matter what is being said as long as it is the Bible. Amen. Listen to this. Old children of Israel against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt. But I wrote down this, saints weeping. Can I tell you this? Ain't you glad there's some people that wept about you? Glad there's some people. You say, what do you see out in that verse? In that word, oh. Oh. I said it the other night, but oh is an indescribable longing and desire. And here the prophet says, oh. Children of Israel, listen to me. Oh, listen to me. Indescribable longing and desire. That's what he's longing, desiring, and he cannot describe how bad he wants it to happen. He's old. It'd do us good as a church and every individual in this building to decide and to have a longing that is indescribable for people to get help. Amen. Listen to this. Not only that, but I said the saints weeping, but the supernatural work of God. Listen to this. He said, brought, he said, the whole family, which I brought up. Can I tell you, it wasn't Israel that did it. Israel didn't bring themselves out of Egypt. It was God that brought them out of Egypt. Amen. It was God that brought them out. It was God that took them out of it. God got them out of the mess they were in. Listen, it said, I brought up from the land of Egypt. Uh, boy, I'm glad God can get you out of Egypt. Amen. Hey, but listen, I wrote down this, a supernatural work. He said, what do you mean? I mean this. The Bible said there's two million Jews. Had two million of them go walking through the midst. It didn't say they walked through ankle deep water. That wasn't what they walked through. They walked through the midst of the Red Sea. That's 2,450 feet at the, at the middle of the Red Sea. At the furthest depth in the middle. Hey, boy, listen, 2,450 feet on this side. Had 2,450 feet on this side. Had dry ground in the middle all the way to the other side. Had God supernaturally did a work and they got from one side all the way to the other. Amen. God's done all this for them. God has, has saved them. They are God's people. They are God's people. And yet... They keep living, living like they're not God's people. Listen to this. Verse 2. Special worth. Special worth. Verse number 2 said, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. But I read that. You know how everybody says this statement all the time. They all, a lot of people make this statement. I can't say everybody, but a lot of people make this statement. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all brothers and sisters. Not so. Not so. If you're not saved, and you're not my brother, and you're not my sister, amen, as much as I love you and I appreciate you, if you're not saved, you ain't my brother and sister, but you can be, amen, amen. 
But listen, boy, listen, but if you are saved in here tonight, if you know for sure without a doubt that if you died, you go to heaven, you're saved. Can I tell you tonight, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my family. But not everybody's brother and sister. Amen. Listen to this. He said, therefore, means because you are my child and you are my family, I will punish you when you do wrong. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Listen, there's three kids in this room that, that I discipline. But I ain't going to pick somebody else's child up and go to whooping it. Amen. That, that lie was causing problems. Amen. That, that lie was causing trouble. I ain't going to pick up somebody else's youngins and go to whooping them. I ain't pulling my belt off and going to whooping your youngins. That's your business. Amen. And God ain't like, God ain't going to do that either. He ain't going to whoop somebody that ain't his. He only whoops who belongs to him. And can I tell you, listen, can I tell you something tonight? If you have been chastised by the Lord, you ought to run around the building about five times. You say, why? Because the Bible said, whom he loveth, he chasteneth. Whom he loves, he chasteneth. You say, why is he whooping me? He's whooping you because he loves you. Amen. He's whooping us because he loves us. Amen. He whoops us because he cares about us. Amen. I ain't saying whoopings feel good. I ain't never had a whooping and said, whoa, that sure was a blessing. Could you do it again? I ain't never done that. I never have said, whoa, thank you so much for that whooping. I sure need another. No, if I got one, I didn't want the one I got, and I sure don't want another one on top of that. Amen. Don't give me no more. I don't want no more. Amen. Well, I thought about there's a special worth. They're worth something to Jesus. There's sure wrath. Because he said because they're his children, he couldn't just let them live any way they want to live. He's going to judge them. Can I say this? So you ain't got to get out and sin to, be, to, to have problems though. Just because you have problems don't mean that you're out and sin either. So I don't want everybody to think that if you've got problems, you're out of the will of God. That don't always mean that either. Sometimes you can be doing everything right and still get out of the will of God or still have problems in your life. You can, you can be going to church. You can love Jesus. You, you can live for God and still have problems. You, you can love the Lord with all your heart and still have problems. And then you also bring problems on yourself. There's two different ways that it happened. But anyway, boy, I got reading out here in verse 3. Listen to this. Can two walk together except they be agreed? And boy, they can't either. Amen. As sure wrath, though, boy, I say, I say this. He's saying as sure as two people can't walk together except they're agreed. He said, me and you can't walk together if we're not agreed. Me and you ain't in agreement with God. We can't walk with God. I got to agree with God to walk with God. Amen. Listen to this. Will a, riot, will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he have taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? And that word gin means a, means a trap. He said, how can you fall in a trap when there is no trap? Why will a lion roar when he ain't after nothing? And why will a young lion cry out of his cave when he ain't eating on anything? Because that's what they do. They cry loud when they're eating. Boy, I got to read all this. Listen to this. I said, can a bird fall into a 
in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him, shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? He said, if a man goes by and sees his trap, well, he not, he ain't gonna pick that trap up unless a rabbit's in it. Squirrels got in it. Coons got in it. Possums got in it. Something's got to have got in it for him to take that trap up or he's going to leave it for something else to get in it. That trap has got to have something in it. And all God's saying is, if this has happened, this has to happen. If this is happening, this has got to happen. has to happen. He said, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? I got to read about that. Back in their day, a watchman would stand on the wall and when they saw trouble coming, they would take a horn and blow that horn, letting everybody around them know there is the enemy at the gate and there's about to be trouble. And boy, he said, he said, is a trumpet not going to blow and people not say, oh, no, and be afraid? Yeah, they're going to be afraid because, man, that means the enemy's at the gate. Listen to this. He said, shall there be evil in a city and the Lord hath not done it? Surely the Lord God will do nothing. But he revealeth his secrets. But I wrote down this, sure wrath. I'm going to say a stirred word. Surely the Lord God will do nothing. Can I let boy like this? The Lord will judge. You do something wrong, God will judge. And I'm going somewhere. You stay with me. We ain't, we ain't even got there yet, but I'm looking forward to getting where we're going. Amen. But I got to read this verse, though. It's talking about a stirred word. You know, God, God does not come down in flesh and tell people how to get saved. Uh, God doesn't come down in flesh and tell people how to live. Hey, but ain't you glad that you've had some people in your life that have stepped in the place they ought to and said you can live right, said you can do right. Hey, said you can get saved and let you know that God loved you and cared about you. Thank God for somebody who stepped in God's place. Amen. Oh, but we need a stirred word. Listen to this. He wrote, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants the prophets. And listen, I know it's talking about prophets and prophets in the Old Testament depicts preachers. But can I tell you, you got a secret that the world don't have. If you're saved, you got a secret that the world does not have. They don't know why you can live in peace when the world is in turmoil. The world has not got anything to be happy about. They've drunk it up last night. They've doped it up. They've done everything they can to, to get it away from them and get life back to normal. But I'm glad we got a God. Hey, listen, we have a secret that the the world knows nothing about. Oh, amen. I'm telling you, we do. I know we do. Amen. I've been talking to a preacher friend of mine today. And you pray for him. He's going through a hard time with anxiety, panic attacks in the middle of the night, and just having a hard time. Please pray for him. God will help him. But I'm going to tell you, there's a God who is great in the midst of darkness. I've told y'all this before, but I'll tell you it again because it blessed me a day while I thought about it. I remember Preacher Barker and Miss Jan sitting down with me, and I was depressed and discouraged and down and out, and I said, it's dark. It's dark where I am. I said, I'm saved. I'm called to preach. I love the Lord. But I can't, it's dark. It's dark. We already know what Miss Jan said. She said, well, the Bible says, Brother John, that God dwelleth in thick darkness. 
I'm glad this. I'm glad that. I'm glad that I'm not. I may be in darkness sometimes, but I'll tell you this: I am not in darkness by myself. Hey, man, you might be in darkness, but if you let God in the midst of your darkness, it's a whole lot better when God's in it. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. I'm glad that God can get in the midst of darkness and help us. Amen. Oh, man. Amen. I'm glad he can. Let me give you this. Boy, I got reading down through here. Boy, they got stirred up and wanted to tell the secret. Said this, said, The lion hath, hath roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Boy, I like that. Who can but prophesy? How can you help but do it? God said it. How can you help but say, Hey, I got something to tell you that God said. Amen. How can you help but say it? How can you help but say something about it? You go to work, you ought to get a good case that can't help us. Amen. You ought to say, listen, i got to tell you something. Hey, the Lord's good. The Lord loves sinners. Jesus died for everybody because we cannot help it. we got to tell it. we got to tell it. Oh, man. Listen to this. Publish in the palaces of Ashdod and in the palaces in the land of Egypt. And say, assemble yourselves upon the mountains of Samaria. And behold the great tumults in the midst thereof. And the oppressed in the midst thereof. For they know not to do right. They had got so used to doing wrong that it was a habit to do wrong. And they did not know how to do right. They had got so used to doing it the wrong way and the world's way that they didn't know how to do it God's way anymore. You say, can you get there? Evidently you can. Because in that Bible it says they did not even know how to do right. I tell you, you can get to a place where you've done it the same way over and 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 over again, just like the world wants you to, and just like the devil would be pleased for you to do, and you get so used to doing wrong that you don't know how to do right. God help us. Listen to this. For they know not to do right, saith the Lord, who store up violence and robbery in their palaces. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, an adversary, there shall be even round about the, about the land. He shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. Means every good thing will be taken away. Can I tell you exactly what sin will do tonight? It'll take your smile away. It'll take your joy away. It takes and 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 don't never give it back. Boy, sin takes and takes. It will take you further than you ever meant to go. It'll keep you longer than you ever meant to stay. It'll cost you more than you ever meant to pay. And I say that because I've been there and done that. It took me further than I meant to go. Hey, man, it cost me more than I wanted to pay. And yet I still paid. Amen. You will too and you have to. Many people in this church, you have went too far at times and the Lord has brought you back. Ain't you glad you made it home? Ain't you glad you made it back? Ain't you glad you made it back? Amen. Amen. I like where old Ruth. I I don't get time to preach on all of them, but I'll tell you this, Ruth. 
The old Naomi had went away from Bethlehem, Judah, which means the house of God and the place of bread. Place of praise and the house of bread. That's a place you can get fed and it's a place of worship. But she left that for the place called uh, the place called Moab. Had she lost her two boys, had her husband, had she comes home with nothing. Hey, but listen, you know what that verse does say though? It said, the Lord hath brought me home again empty. I believe too many times we focus much on that empty part and didn't listen to the rest of that verse. It said the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Hey, but listen, kick off the empty part for a minute and shout on that other part. The Lord hath brought me home. I believe Naomi. She said, boy, I ain't gotten as much as I had and I left. But I'm just glad I made it home. Amen. I'm just glad I made it back. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I made it back. I'm glad I made it back. Well, I wrote down this as a search and wonder. Verse number, uh, verse number 12. Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria, the corner of a bed, and Damascus in a couch. I wrote this down about a search and wonder. And by that I mean this, ain't it a wonder that he went searching? Ain't it a wonder that he went searching? Ain't it a wonder that God went searching? All that was left. Uh, mm. ain't, ain't it a wonder that God went after some leftovers? Listen, all that's left in this little baggie was two, le- two legs and a piece of an ear. Hey, ain't no rest of the sheep left. The lamb has been gone and the sheep is gone. It is ruined. It has been bent. It is nothing left but two legs and a piece of an ear. But that shepherd went searching for two legs and a piece of an ear when there was nothing left but just a little bit. Ain't you glad that when your life was down to not a little not but a little bit left, that there was a God who still wanted a little bit? Oh, I'm glad there's a God who still wanted leftovers. He's a God who still wanted whatever sin had left over. Hey, God still wanted it, amen. God don't leave leftovers laying around. I got proof too, by the way. Five loaves and two fishes. After he got, after they got done chewing on what they wanted, and the rest of it dropped from their lips. The Bible said that what was left, they gathered the fragments, which means broken pieces. Ain't you glad God loves broken pieces? Ain't you glad God wants broken things? Oh, amen. Ain't you glad God wants broken stuff? Amen. Amen. Oh, bless his good holy name. Amen. I'm glad God wants broken things. Most people want pretty things. Most people want beautiful things. But if you look in God's great, wonderful, amazing gallery tonight, you'd see a bunch of broken mess that God made into something brand new. I can't tell you, I'm glad church is not a place for me and you to be put on display as something amazing. But it's a place that we put God on display as somebody who is amazing that love broken people. Amen. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. Amen. Oh, my soul. The Lord came looking. And he had no reason to. And I help y'all tonight. The Lord came looking and he had no reason to. That shepherd's got no reason to look for this sheep. He can see it's been eaten and there ain't but a little bit left. But he still wants what's left. They may not be much left, but he still wants it. It still belongs to him. Can I tell you, when you're lost, he wants you. But when you're saved and you've drugged his name through the mud, he still wants you. Hey, listen, if I can take a hundred dollar bill tonight, if I took a hundred dollar bill, Chris, out in the factory tonight, slung it on the ground, stomped it in the mud, spit on it, wrinkled it up, threw it down again, stomped on the mud some more. And I went to hand it to you, Brother Randy. Would you still want it? You'd want it, wouldn't you? Still a hundred dollars, ain't it? Brother Thomas, if I went to hand you that muddy, spit on, wrinkled up, hundred dollar bill, would you still want it? You'd still want us a hundred dollars. Hey, listen, listen. When you, when God's bought you, had purchased you, had loved you like you has, had the world has stomped you, had drugged you through the mud, wrinkled your life up, ain't you glad there's a God sitting on the other side with forgiveness, had grace, had mercy, had love, at the other end, willing to pick it up again? Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. Oh, yes. Oh, that's helping me. Oh, yeah, man. That means he bought you just like he was. And when you messed it up, he still loves you. He still loves you. Oh, man, there wasn't nothing left to want. But he went after it anyway. Let me give you this and I'm done. I'm done. This is what God told me to preach to you. And I'm done after this right here. Hosea chapter 3. If you read the book, that's a good book for you to go to read. Go read the first three chapters and see if you don't get on shouting ground by chapter three. I believe it'll help you. Chapter number one, the Lord tells a man of God, go and get you a wife that is a harlot. Go down and get you a wife that is a prostitute. Go get you one. Read it. That's what it says. And he did that. The Lord had him do that to show the love of God for Israel. And I'm glad that when I was a mess, and you say, you're going to line yourself up with that? Oh, yeah, because I was just as much a sinner as any prostitute ever lived. Boy, I messed my life up and ruined it, but I'm glad for grace. Boy, I thought about this. I thought about that lady. She has brought back home. And she's given the world. She's given everything. Then all of a sudden she has children by Hosea. And the Bible says in chapter number two, she runs off to her old life and goes to living in the same old mess she lived in before. And the Bible says that Hosea sends his children. Now this is burdensome. Sends his children to go tell her while she's in a prostitution house that he still wants her. Could you imagine them children walking into a house of filthiness and wickedness and said, Mama, please come home. Mama, please come home. Because I love you, Mama. Please come home. Man. Man could you, I mean, just picture that. Them two little children walking up in that wicked place begging Mama to come home and Mama sends them home and Mama ain't with them. 
But now mama's done lived her whole life, a lot of her life, not all of her life, but she's lived a lot. And she ain't, and listen, she's got, all she's got is what's left over that the world has stolen from her. Bible said she's had lovers. Bible said that, that she had been given gifts of frankincense and all these different perfumes and money and silver. But now it means nothing. And she gets so poor, even though she had that money, now she has nothing. And now she's put on the slave block. And the reason I say that she's put on a slave block because he bought her. And he told him, go down there and buy her. Go down there and buy her. She's put on a slave block. The world has run rampant in her life. It has ruined her life. And she's messed up like crazy. Hey, but listen, ain't you glad that she don't know this? But there's a Hosea that still loves her. There's a Hosea that still cares. There's a Hosea that still is concerned about her life. Ain't you glad when you was messing around in sin and your life had got in a wreck that there was still a God that loved you and you didn't even realize it, amen? Listen to this. Oh, man. Listen to this. Chapter 3, verse 1. Then said the Lord unto me, Go. Yet, yet means still. Yet means no matter what's happened. Go yet. He said, I don't care if she did leave you. Go back and get her. I don't care if she did mess up, Hosea. Go back and get Gomer. I don't care if she's ruined her life. Hosea, go get her. How serious she's broke your heart, Hosea. Go get her. I don't care what she's done, Hosea. Go get her. I'm glad the Lord went after us. When we had broke his heart, when we had ruined our heart and our life and ruined our ruined our, ourselves, God still loved us. Listen to this. He said this. He said, yet... He said, love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress. Said she ain't changed, but love her anyway. Hey, listen, when I got saved, I hadn't changed yet. Inside here had. Inside here changed. I mean, I got saved on them steps, heading up there where Brother Keith was. And he led me to Jesus. He took that Bible, led me to Christ. But I believe I probably got saved before I ever got there. I've been praying all up them steps. But something down in here was not the same anymore. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, when you get saved down in here, changes, it becomes a brand, you become a brand new creature, and then it begins to take root on the outside and make a difference. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. Amen. It said, according to the love of the Lord. He said, you go love that woman, even though she's in the mess she's in, and she's lived the life she's lived, and you love her that way, because I love you that way. I love Israel that way. I love the world that way. That when they have messed up, I still love them. Can I tell you tonight, we, we, we talk about the sodomite crowd, and I'm against homosexuality, you know that. I'm against that mess. I'm, I'm against boys going to the girls' bathroom, girls going to, I'm against all that. Y'all know all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus died for them just like he died for me. He died for the murderer on death row just like he died for me. He died for the crack addict laying on the gutter somewhere just like he died for me. He died for everybody. Amen. 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 Listen to this. 
who looked to other gods and loved flagons of wine. So I bought her to me for 15 pieces of silver and for a homer of barley and a half homer of barley. Boy, I like this. Because it gives me this idea here as you read this verse. Boy, it's sacrificial love. Hosea loves her sacrificially. He grabbed what money he had out the, out, out the bank, but it wasn't enough to get her. So he goes to the shelf and he grabs barley. And then he grabs some more barley over here. I like how it says there's two separate things of barley. That makes me think he ran over here and got him a little bit. Then he said, man, I gotta, I've got to have more because I can't buy her if I ain't got no more than that. And he goes over here and he finds, oh, i got some. And he finally finds what last little bit of food he has in his home and what last little bit he has. And he sacrifices to buy back somebody who has run from him and hated him and treated him terrible. Hey, could you imagine Gomer? Oh, man. you imagine Gomer standing on the auction block? And I ain't trying to be crude tonight, but they would put him there completely naked. Slaves and prostitutes alike from there completely naked in front of the crowd. And as nobody wants, well, nobody wants Gomer. She's ruined her life. She's nothing but leftovers. Ain't you glad there's somebody in the back of that crowd named Hosea? I'm glad, I believe. That all of a sudden, they're in the back of the crowd saying, Hey, I want her. I got, I got this amount here. I got what adds up to be 30 pieces of silver. But I, I got all this barley. And I got all this money. And I'm willing to give it all for that lady right there. Because I love her. And I believe, you believe Gomer just sat there saying, Boy, who is that? That sounds like Hosea. But it can't be Hosea because Hosea can't love me no more. Hosea can't care about me anymore. I've I messed up his whole family. I, boy, I have done some bad things. Hosea can't love me anymore. And yet, yet it was Hosea. And Hosea had bought her. And Hosea took her home with him. Listen to what this verse said in verse, verse number 3. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide for me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot. And thou shalt not be for another. Another man, so will I also be for thee. I like this. He said, I want you to be faithful from here on out. Yeah. But you know what I like about it more than that? He didn't say, well, since you was unfaithful, I'm going to be unfaithful. Yeah. Hey, like that. Hey, even though Gomer was not faithful to Hosea. Hosea was faithful to Gomer. Ain't you glad when you're not faithful to God, God is faithful to you. Hey, when you don't do it all right, hey, God always does it right. When you ain't doing everything exactly like it ought to be done, he's a God of love and forgiveness. In fact, his name is love. God is love. Amen. I know there's wrath. And if a person dies without Jesus, they'll die and go to hell. I know there's judgment. If you're insincere, saved by the grace of God and you do something wrong, God will judge you. But ain't you glad on the flip side of that how a sinner can get saved and know how to go to hell? And somebody out of the will of God can get right and know how to stay that way. Amen. Ain't you glad there's a God who likes Leftovers. Will you come on, pen, if you would? There's a God who loves leftovers. When the world has left people with hardly nothing left, I'm glad there's a God who will take what's left and do something with it. When it seems like there's not enough to do anything with anymore, there's a God who can take it and multiply it and use leftovers to be something great for God's glory. 
don't know about you, but I sure am glad God is a God of leftovers. He loves leftovers. He'll take what you got. I'm glad for that, but I'm glad he does. I didn't have nothing to give him. I didn't have nothing great to give him. All I had was me. But he took me. He took me. You stand to your feet, eyes closed, head bowed. Boy, this altar, this altar's open. God spoke to your heart, please come right now. Just don't, don't wait no longer. Come on to the altar. You say, God spoke to my heart. I need to come pray. Come pray. Come pray. So I need to get some things right. I need to get some help. Come on around this altar and pray.